Savior Jesus Christ, we just had in another one of those phenomenal moments. Uh, me running and trying to get something turned off, get it ready back. That exact moment. But um, we look forward to God's goodness and grace and mercy being upon us, with us, and working through us. Greetings to everybody um, who are in the midst of listening right now and who are taking time during lunch, lunchtime or midday or travel or just sitting at your desk working or just doing anything and being prepared just to be in the midst of God's will and growth, knowing the will of God and growth. I'm excited about so many things and um, I'm going to do the normal, but I want to just say thank you, Jesus. I got a, I got a lot of those pictures back um, from the Founders Day celebration. My God, my God, I'm going to try to get some of those posted today. Or I might just ask um, Sister Morgan Nettles to go ahead on the the ministry Facebook page and just post and let everybody see them and tag them. I'm telling you now, they are phenomenal. They are just phenomenal. You can't do anything about it. They're great. They're great. They're great. And y'all are a great church. And I thank y'all. I hope we can get those posted sometime today. Yeah, make sure I get tagged. I, I hope Sister Morgan's listening right now and get me a tag in there as well. And um, um, just to know that there was such a blessed event um, at a time as this, um, a time such as this, and things are going on all across the country, all across the world. Man, I mean, there's a lot going on. But we are part of the body of Christ. We are part of the kingdom of God. And we are blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And we are what? Thankful, thankful, thankful. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to have a quick commercial right quick. And that commercial is going to be for the Titus 2 show. And we look forward to when we come back and we'll start to talk about God's grace and growth and what we are looking for in the growth of God and what you are expecting. Um, if you have any questions or anything you want to ask, you can just reach out to Tipoli Avansar at itshistime.co. Or those who know me, you can go ahead and text me your questions in the middle of it about God's will, and we are trying to answer what we can at this particular moment, and we thank God for it. Here you are, Commercial Titus 2, and we'll come back about God's will. I call you blessed. Tune in to the Titus 2 Show on Fridays at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live with your host, Joy Ellerby. On the Titus 2 Show, we want you to join the conversation. But what are we talking about? We're talking about transparency and accountability. We're encouraging one another in our most holy faith. And we're laying the biblical foundation for you to apply God's word to your everyday life. So make sure you tune in to the Titus 2 Show on Fridays at 7 p.m. on Facebook Live. Stay praying, stay believing, and stay Titus 2 living. I don't know where I'm at, but um, I love that part. Stay believing and stay Titus 2 living. Um, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about God's will, the will of God at a time such as this. And um, for those already uh, with your questions and your texting, I, I truly believe it. 
um, that God, I'm just answering the first person, God, God has worked in mysterious ways and he has miracles that he has performed. And I think some of that was Sunday, the will of God, the patience of God, the, the cover of God. There is so much going on and I'm trying to do my portion in it. Um, but when we talk about the will of God in growth, um, I always um, left with the word of God him knowing the thoughts that he has for us. Um, and I, when you start to look at that, that Jeremiah 29 and 11, you start to start realizing that um, in the will of God and the growth that you have already designed for you, you have to be in a position to be able to accept it. And that becomes so tough. I'm seeing God's hand. I'm seeing um, his love, his kindness, his mercy and his will. And his intent for us. What is the intent of God for us? What um, is the move of God for us? What is the perfected will of God for us? Um, and I'm going to tell you, um, it is, is, it's sort of out of um, a ram of man's um, placement and God's um, picture to be able to know exactly how to do certain things. But I will say this, um, that when you want to help people grow in God um, and you would never know their full potential that's in God's hands, but you can give them the full potential of what you've accomplished already. And let that be the note you start to work with as you grow, because we need to, no matter who you are, we need to continually adapt and learn and push forward and push beyond our regular point of existence and our regular point of comfortability. Now, I cannot answer certain things for individuals' lives because that would require their prayer life. And I don't think sometimes we realize that um, it requires a person's full prayer life to answer some things about their, their life. We cannot answer it from, from sapien to sapien. We just cannot. Um, we cannot answer it from individual to individual. We just cannot. Um, we have to count on God and their relationship with God for that thing to land exactly where it needs to be. You have to really you have to turn some people to God. And let God carry the full mantle of it. Amen. Because as an individual, as I adapt and learn and change and and start to push beyond my regular parameters and borders and things that makes me comfortable and go past whatever my regular level of wisdom is, I have to realize that God may have that individual push past me. And might take everything to the next level. So when you talk about God's will and growth and that he knows the thoughts that he has for you and then expected him, you have to start looking at um, spending active time with God and teaching others to spend that active time with God so that there can be a growth. I'm looking at so many different things and for everybody that's excited, Dr. Graham is taking care of some family business today and we're excited. We pray for her travel um, and her family travel. But when we start to look at even the teaching um, on taxes that she would give and the teaching my sister Joy on trademarks and teaching on copyrights and things. And um, the growth element comes from the learning and the changing and being able um, in your own kind of way to take responsibility and accountability for the knowledge base that you gain and then distribute what you gain. The more you gain, the more you teach, the more you receive, the more you can provide. And start to look at that. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, you can't bust out of a cage and teach how to bust out if you've never seen anybody bust out. 
And I, I don't care who you are. If you have never broken the change, it's hard to teach to break the change. If you've never exposed yourself to the next level, you're going to expose only to the level that you know. And if you have underlying emotional things that they're going to be exposed by the level, they're going to be exposed by the level that you um, are given to. But God is amazing. God will prep you for all levels at the level you're at. It's amazing. And his perfected will over your life starts to set a stage for the accuracy for every move of your life. He will put you exactly at his intended place by the training and the teaching for where you are going. And I don't care who you are, as I was saying before, you you have to go ahead and let God expose your underlying emotional situations. And no, you just need a couple of situations and realize, man, I might be a little vindictive. You just need a couple of situations and realize, man, I hold a little grudge. Maybe maybe I'm a little unstable. Maybe I don't let go of stuff. Or maybe I use opportunities that are placed upon me to, can we say, respond in a way to individuals to sort of where I can lead and guide the effect of their lives by how I feel they have done to me. Amen. And one of the things you have to understand as you go through these things of identification of who you are, you have to always take a moment to identify whether you're in pride. You have to stop for a minute and even to take a moment to diagnose your personal emotion and learn to that through your emotion, you have to objectively respond um, to other situations and issues that are going on and be able to look at it from a solution point. I tried to teach in our strategic meeting. Everything needs to be about solutions. Everything needs to be about how can I resolve and still maintain? How can I resolve and still build? How can I resolve and still deal with circumstances that are out of my mental, spiritual, and physical control? How do I bring resolution and solutions to situations out of my control? Well, that's your prayer life. That's the element of how you walk through some things and how you deal with them. Amen. What Do I make decisions um, according to the fullness of my emotion or do I make decisions according to my training? Do I make decisions according to my prayer life? Do I make decisions according to leaving them in God's hands and properly diagnosing what I'm looking at and understanding that every situation has its unique variable that's going to grow me. And I'm going to throw it out there again. Every situation has a unique variable that's going to grow you. You're going to grow, you're going to grow from something very positive in that all growth is positive because it's an upward or an outward growth. I don't care who you are. Any growth going down in the name of Jesus has, has, has solidification of foundational elements to it. Um, anything go up as allowing others to be able to grab hold to it. So you have to really consider regularly, what kind of growth am I having in my life? Am I seeing my life correctly? Um, is God's will in my growth? Have I obtained all the wisdom, all the understanding, all the knowledge necessary to be able to feed somebody else while I'm growing? Can they eat off of my tree in my growth? And every, you know, I'm just going to say that when you diagnose unstable emotions, even in God, sometimes you got to leave that where it is. 
I'm just telling y'all, there, there are people out there preaching, singing, doing all kinds of stuff, and they're, they're unstable. They are not in God's will. They are practicing liars like a functional alcoholic. You, you know, you can't get truth out of them on no day. And you should, maybe I could have left that out, but you just can't get some things out of them at no time. Their, their feelings are skewed by animosity and bitterness and, and, and so many ways, vindictiveness and walking around with an element and a grudge and a chip on their, so, on their shoulder and trying to profess God who's forgiving and reckoning, who's in this, who carries the ministry in the heart of man of reconciliation and, and restoring and justice and peace and long suffering and all of those things that are not diagnosed properly in individuals. And if you're not careful, you'll be claiming salvation, claiming righteousness, claiming all these things with carrying a basket of hate and basket of destruction and corrupt communication and mouth just full of false allegations of mental capacity toward other folks. And you got to just stop for a minute. And start to look at, am I misjudging? Because I won't identify my own pride. Am I misjudging circumstances because I'm not looking at them correctly? That Am I looking at them in the body? Because you know what I, I've learned lately, saints of God. I hope I can benefit and bless somebody. Amen. I've learned that you can tell people the truth and they still won't receive it and their mind take them somewhere else. And it's amazing. You can just be point blank honest and tell the truth. And people go, I understand. I hear you. I'm a rock with you. And then get upset because the terms don't fit them after you have told them the truth. And it, and it comes into a place that uh, the identifier starts to be. Thank you, everybody, for the questions and text messages. I don't know if I'm going to get to them, but I'm going to try to. Um, then there becomes an identifier in your life where you start to look at things like, well, how do I process truth personally? Do I diagnose it right? Do I realize that that truth for another individual can still be truth with me, even though I got a unique variable? And you start looking at, my God, how is it that we didn't accept the truth that was said? Uh, because in, in that thing and the importance of your pride, you just assume that it's different for you because you have not seen it yet. But I'm going to tell you something. Um, a car hitting bones is the same no matter whose bones it hit. It's, um, it's amazing. Um, bullets do the same thing no matter what body it hits. It may, it's amazing that water um, <laughs> water does the same effect to everything. It wets it up. And, and it doesn't matter how you would like to see it. And, and I know somebody's going to look into the phases of water and all of that. It doesn't matter. If it evaporates, it's still wet up something. It might be invisible to your eyes. So somebody can be hard. And just a small analogy, somebody can be hard, but at the same time, affected by a problem, they just might not respond by you, but it still got them wet. It still caused a problem. It still hurt their feelings. They just might process it different. But you have to come out of your personal pride because in the will of God and the growth of God, you have to build your own understanding and adaptability to other people's situations so that you can be a solution to the problem and not just wet yourself. You got to come out of your pride and consider people. You got to come out of your pride and consider the circumstances 
outside of your mental, physical, spiritual control and start going, we have to trust in God for their situation because I don't know the variable that God is teaching them with. I don't know the situation. I don't know that one component that God is trying to raise them with. I don't know that one thing that God is trying to shift them with and start looking at grace and faith will allow us a man to always be at our extra greatest point with God. Is anybody with me? Is there, is there, thank you for the text message. There is an understanding, but I, I want to, I want to say to you, as you, I got, I got your question, my brother. I want to say, as you look at what God is doing, And as you look at what God is preparing and what God is trying to do in God's will and growth, you got to start looking at yourself and go, okay, I will see it different when I see myself different. I I personally love calling people winners. I I personally love calling people excellent and telling them you're going to succeed. I just love it. Why? I'm looking for somebody to tell me the same without any inhibition, not without an invoice on the success. And want to be able to say, hey, I believe you're going to succeed. I, I'm, I believe you're going to grow. I believe success is upon you. I see you coming out. I see the identity of Christ in you. And I see that your circumstance is going to change. But I can only do that if I start to make that adjustment for myself. It is hard to tell a person Truly in their spirit, I see the growth of God in you and you can't see the growth of God in yourself because what you have is you have a almost a, a, a placebo encouragement. Ain't nothing but sugar, no substance to heal. And that, that does something to us when we realize that I'm giving you an encouragement that will not uplift you, will not heal you and will not change your life. It's just the basis of I'm looking at this. It's important to me. It sounds good, but I haven't checked the element of myself of what I'm providing you. So when you start looking at the will of God after all I have said during this time period, (laughs) engineer laughing, amen, there's something that comes into um, a place because when you hear the unfulfillment of people and the unfulfillment of individuals and you hear the emptiness and maybe the underlying situation of evaluating themselves, you cannot offer them an empty plate of encouragement. You have to search God, have wisdom, have knowledge, have a prayer life so that when you encourage and you feed, it's on substance. It's on things above and not on things of earth. It changes the affection of them to realize that I got to have that word. That word that they provide is so full of nutrients. I have to have that word. Their word is so good. I have to seek that word. That word keeps me, watch over me. It covers me and and, and it and changes my insight on the variables I have in these experiences. I have these negative experiences that I might go through. Now I can see the will of God in my growth because now someone gave me the substance of survival and I was given the substance of growth and I started to see that, my God, I have to adapt. I have to change. I got to let go. I have to reap. I have to um, snatch. I have to do something. Amen. Because um, if I receive the excellence and the power of full holistic encouragement under the power of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I cannot find 
or provide an empty plate of encouragement. I hope somebody's hearing me, amen, because I cannot provide that empty plate of encouragement. Really, if I'm encouraging your spirit right now, that's what you need to do. You need to turn yourself and and, and to become that for others. Um, because sometimes your negative joke or your negative tone or your negative presentation might make you feel good, but it might cut somebody else deep. Y'all feel me on that? And 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 because it's right with you, and I'm hey, I can I'm speaking from personal experience. I'm not just I'm not just throwing some shade out on anybody. I'm speaking from personal experience because I hey, I'm tight with my tongue, and you know I'll come at you, and then you know I slice and dice and do it quickly with no shame and and really no pullback. But I had to start learning that. At that same basis of how quick and sharp I am, I'm not scripturally sound. Um, and I know somebody like, what? I, no. I, <laughs> okay, I got a quick tongue and I can come at you, but I got to digress on that because I'm not scripturally sound. I got to be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen, which means as I adapt to these things, I have to check my pride because your pride will make you snap. And somebody probably heard me snap a finger, but praise God. Um, the pride and takes you out of the will of God of your growth because you have become stagnant in your response time. You become stagnant in how you respond to issues and and your pride has blinded you to that others need love and wisdom and life. Others need the satisfaction because when you offer Christ, he said, he said, I come that you might have life. And if you're the representation of it, you have to have life. And life more abundantly. What did I start doing? I just started telling people even more. I love you. And I think, great. I thought, yeah, man, you're good. I, I love who you are. I love what you do. You really are impact. And I don't do it for the emotional stake. It's not the baggage of it. And and are we deeper now? Are we Have we crossed into a new arena of relationship? No, it's called just loving you. And it's called just loving you because the will of God in your growth requires that. I, I'm sorry, I got to say it one more time, but it requires that you do not extend that empty plate of encouragement, just blanket shadow words of what you think of an individual, but there's no substance adequately enough to sustain them outside of your presence. And you know, because sometimes, you know, good restaurants are because nobody else sells that food or that meal and can prepare it. So you got to become that place of where you start realizing, my goodness, my communication and the teaching I have to have to myself got to fulfill me. So why? So I can fulfill someone else so they can meet their spiritual and full potential in God. They want, you want them to reach that through your mouth, through your words. Why? So that when you start to look at God's will in growth becomes that I must seek the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. Why? Because anything that's not growing, he smokes. I don't want to be smoking. All right. So we start to look at if I don't want to be, I got to dig into the underlying things that hinder me, expose them so they can be healed, so they can be set free, so there can be no more bondage, so there can be a breaking loose. Uh, and start realizing, my goodness, okay, maybe I had eight, nine years of crazy. Okay, now let's ante up. And I'm not anteing up at the expense of playing a role as a victim. I'm anteing up because I decided to go higher. 
uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And that changes everything. When you make that decision, I'm not making these moves. I'm not making these changes because what's done to me. I'm not making these changes because there's a fence blocking me. I'm not making these changes um, because of what I've been through. I'm not making these changes on the back of feeling that I'm proving a point and I have to legitimize myself on the back of the anguish of a war with another individual. I'm doing this because I am worth the elevation. God has called me to good, perfect, and perfected will. He's called me to satisfaction of my spirit. He's called me to the elevation of communication to others and speaking to them and getting them out of their worst outcome and putting them on the road of salvation and grace and mercy. And I'm also called to that, pulling people out of realizing that, no, you are not out of God's will. His grace and mercy is sufficient and it is great for your life and you're going to be okay. Now that changes your aspect for today, doesn't it? Because it starts to help you look at, man, somebody does have a different experience and the only thing different is one variable. We got to, and once we find it out, we realize we all the same. We all been through the same. We all carry the same blood and we all get a chance at the same blood and it's of Jesus Christ. And when we realize that we're going to start looking at the power and that, what is that power? Hmm, I am here for wisdom, understanding, knowledge, and to extend it to pull somebody else out of the Mari clank, place their feet on a rock to stay. So I encourage you. I don't, it doesn't matter what you've been through, your hurt, your pain, your struggle. It doesn't matter the, the situations that might seem um, unaccomplishable, but he did it on one back. Look at it. You don't have to blame anybody else. Jesus paid it all. You don't have to get angry at nobody else. Jesus paid it all. Amen. You don't have to worry about what happened years ago. Jesus paid it all. You don't have to worry about what you didn't have, what your, what your family didn't grow up in, what the system done done, what the culture has done. No, Jesus paid it all. And, and now that he's paid it all, now all to him you owe. Um, and trust me, he said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden. What is he going to do? I'll give you rest. And so that rest is in knowing that what um, through this, we get to help each other change some things. And so that in the perfect will of God, we can all grow. We can all be blessed and we can all change who, what, and when we are what God says we will be. So I call you blessed today. Uh, may the grace of God rest rule and abide with you. May the promises of God be upon your head. May the grace of God be in your travels. May he shine his face upon you and give you peace that has no end. And I'm telling you now, don't you worry about nothing. Don't you worry about nothing. When you finish evaluating how good God is, all of your struggles just had one variable separate from somebody else. And it was called Jesus because some did not make it. But you made it because you had one variable from the beginning of time, foundation of the world. He chose you, he called you, and he really set you in a good place. So wherever you are right now, you just need to thank him. Give God the glory because it could have been you. But God saw fit in the name of Jesus to be able to bless you. Amen. And in that, you're working towards your perfection. You're going to push behind your, your, your boundaries and you will grow in every area of your life. I call you blessed today. And may the grace of God rest, rule, and abide with you. And if you can, only if you can, just try to let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in his sight. Oh, Lord, hey, your strength.
my strength, my redeemer, your redeemer. And we all take a moment and just say, amen. Good stuff. Take care of yourselves. Love you very much. And we'll try this again later. You're about to grow. Let's do it. Good day. So, I love you too much to forsake you. I want to bless you and embrace you. You gotta come to me, cause I don't chase you. But I suggest you choose me, but I won't make you. That's how you get your break. Cause I really needed it. Felt your presence out that I'm finally obedient. Thank you for your love.